Hey, welcome to Legacy Television today, everybody. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We are so glad, so thrilled that you are taking the time to tune into the Word of God, find out what God would speak to you today and how He would speak to you through His Word. That's what this ministry is all about. It's all about giving you, bringing you to the Word of God, finding out what He would say to you through His Word, by His Spirit. And if you'll put that into practice, your life will never be the same. In just a moment, you and I are going to go back into a Sunday service from right here at Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Since the first weekend of December 2020, these doors have been open and I'm telling you, you're going to see this for yourself in just a moment. This place is filling up. God is bringing people and he's doing good things here. And some of these services that we've been a part of have been some of the most rich experiences in the presence of God that Sarah and I have ever had personally. And we are so thrilled and so honored uh, at what God is doing right here at the church. And if you've been a part of our buy up and build out project, and if you've sown into this in an effort to get these doors open, number one, we thank God for you. He has been so faithful and he's done it through you. And number two, we want you to come see it. So wherever you're watching this, if the Lord would lead you, come visit, come take a look at what he's doing right here. And I'll tell you this, we're in a beautiful place where the Lord has put us on 150 beautiful mountain acres. We've got gorgeous views and it just, anybody who steps on this property, you just got to look up and say, look how good God is. So if you want to make plans to join us, please do so. We'd love to have you. And even though in the last few weeks we have, we have finished up this first phase of our buy up and build out project and the doors are open, we still want to give you opportunity to sow into the vision, the mission, the assignment that's on this ministry and on this Legacy TV broadcast. We have a God-given, a, 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 how do you say it, a heavenly calling, if you will, to serve our generation with the Word of God. We don't want this message of how to live by faith to, to go out with a, with a generation before us. No, it's, it's not just our message. It's not just our parents' or grandparents' message. This is Jesus' message. His Word teaches us how to live by faith, how to walk by faith, how to receive by faith. His Word teaches us that it's faith that pleases God. His Word teaches us that it's faith that overcomes this world. Faith is your victory. And that's not a, a passing fad. That is the Word of God that lives forever. And we want to give you opportunity to sow into that assignment, to sow into that outreach. And so if you want to be a part of this with us, it's so simple. You can give online today at pearsonsministries.com. If you're watching inside the United States, you can sow just by texting. Uh, text LTV in any dollar amount to the number 28950. If you're writing a check, you can make it payable to Pearson's Ministries International. Use the address that you see on your screen. But here's what we want you to do. We want you to go before the Lord and just find out. Ask Him, Father. Do I have an, an assignment to partner with Jeremy and Sarah in this outreach? And if you do, respond in faith. If you don't, then find out where God would have you sow into the kingdom because every believer is assigned to partner with somebody somewhere who's preaching the gospel. 
So if God has a place for you in this ministry, then we welcome you. We invite you to jump in and do it by faith. Father, we thank you today for the giving of the people. We receive it into this ministry. We call them blessed in Jesus' name. And we declare today that everything you set your hand to do in God, may it prosper. And may the windows of heaven be opened above you where God can pour out a blessing so much, so rich, so strong that there's not even room enough to contain it. And like we say every Sunday here at Legacy Church, we're not running out, we're running over in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get back into the Word of God together. Sarah's got some wonderful glory stories to share with you. And then we're going to get into the Word uh, concerning life more abundantly that we find from God's Word. And I'll be back to pray with you at the end of this broadcast. 2021 is the end of sickness and disease and the beginning of life more abundantly. Glory to God. Glory to God. And this one says, um, since my family and I moved here in July 2020, we have really had to lean on God for finances to provide a place to live. We dug into the word and in faith, and I would combat that unbelief and speak God's word over the situation. Even though I didn't see or sense any change within me, I knew that God was true to his word glory to God. My family and I started attending Legacy Church the first Sunday service, the 6th of December. We had needed new tires, a dryer, vehicle repairs, and other financial expenses that we did not have. I put my vehicle in the shop on the 19th of December, trusting God to supply as his word declares. On Friday, January 1st, I got a call that my vehicle was finished and the bill due was $1,400. After I got off the phone, instead of responding in fear and anxiety, and anxiety, try to put those two words together. I felt peace and well up, it welled up from within my soul and I heard my spirit say to me, God say to me, trust me. And I replied, yes, Lord. Last Sunday, January 3rd, during the tithe and offering, we learned about Proverbs 3 and I decided to believe Mark 10:31. You know what Mark 10:31 talks about? The hundredfold return. If you leave your father, your mother, you leave any houses, lands, and you go and you do the will of God, there is a hundredfold promise attached to it. So any of you guys, we're just going to do a little preaching right here. If there's any of you guys that have moved here to be a part of this church and have followed God by faith, I believe you have the hundredfold return working in your life. Every one of my staff members, I get testimonies all the time of things that God's doing. If you've moved here to go to school by faith and God has uh, sent you here and you've been obedient, you have the hundredfold return promised to you. Houses, buildings, lands. God is so faithful. Anyway, he says, I've decided to believe Mark 10, 31. And when you said the hundredfold return, my spirit quickened. I leaned over to my wife and I said, our offering of $20 will become 2000 On Monday morning, when I checked my account, there was an extra $1,779.20 in there, plus an increase of $720 in the stock that we had held. That was a total increase of $2,499.20. That's To me, that's my hundredfold return. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then this is the last one. It says, good morning, Legacy Church. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give God all the glory 
um, for his financial blessing. I am currently unemployed, and several weeks ago, I was praying and asking the Lord what he would have me to do. Do you remember at the beginning of the year, we talked about how he crowns the year with abundance and, I'm sorry, with his goodness and his paths drip with abundance. We got to find out what his plan is and what his path is. And then it drips with his goodness. Glory to God. She says this. She said, um, he simply said this to me, don't stop sowing and don't stop giving. Then he had me write out a list of all the things that I was believing for financially within the next few months. This is a college student, by the way. Then I, I took that list and I hung it in place and that I could, in a place that I could look at it every day and remind myself in faith of what he was going to do. About one week after doing this, I received an email from my school and due from the new policy and a unique circumstance that I qualified for, my school was reimbursing me for half of the next term's tuition, which I had paid for earlier. This came to $1,200 being deposited in my account shortly after. This happened just over a week after I simply asked the Lord what he would have me do and after he directed me to sow. I want to give all the glory to Jesus. He is so faithful. He always comes through for us and he will always respond to our hearts of faith and to our obedience. Glory to God. Why don't you just stand up with me? We're just going to worship the Lord and just tell him thank you for everything he's done. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was in the beginning with God. See, John had a revelation that Jesus was and is the word. All things were made through him. Who him? The word. He's talking about Jesus, but he just said it in the verses before. In the beginning was the word. All things were made through him. So when you see this pronoun, him, he, whatever, I want you to put the word in there. All things were made through the word. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. In the word was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14, he said, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What is it that's full of grace and truth? The Word. Who is it that's full of grace and truth? Jesus, the Word made flesh. That's what's in the Word. The Word of God is full, full of grace and truth. And these verses here in this same passage, John talked about how we all received of the Word. We all received. We beheld it. We saw it. We handled it. And we received out of that overflow of the grace. We received grace upon grace upon grace. All of that came out of the Word. And it's still coming out of the Word. Go to the book of 1 Peter with me. 1 Peter chapter 1. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. 1 Peter 1.22 says, Since you have purified your souls in obedience, or excuse me, in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren... Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Verse 23, having been born again, notice this now, 
not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The word of God is what you and I are and were born again by. This is the source of our salvation, his word. He said, we were born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed. That means an ever-living seed, an undying seed, a seed that cannot die. And he calls the word a seed. And it doesn't take a lot of study to go through the scriptures, Old Testament and New, to see that God was big on the seed. The seed's a big deal to him. It was what he used to start life and to demonstrate life and to show to us now, long since the day of creation, how he intends life to work both spiritually and naturally. And the seed in the natural is nothing but a perfect picture of what goes on in the spiritual realm. And a seed is a pretty miraculous thing when you stop and think about it. A seed, it's so small, and yet it contains everything that it will become. It's a miracle. A seed is an absolute miracle. A small seed, you think about some of those big redwood trees up in Northern California. You realize some of those things grow to be 200, 300 feet tall. 90 feet around. Do you realize that entire tree, all 300 feet of it, existed in a seed? That's a miracle to me. It's an absolute miracle. And you see that same thing demonstrated not just in plant life, but in human life. You and I were a seed in everything we are now and everything we've become, right? Five feet, six feet, 10 fingers and 10 toes and eyes that see and ears and a nose and all these organs and bones and muscles, all of that was in a seed. And it's a miracle. And that's what God said is a picture of his word. His word is a seed. And in that seed contains everything you need. All that you need is in the seed. You, have you ever heard that old, old expression? I feel the need, <laughs> the need for speed. <laughs> well, I feel a need for this seed. That's what we're going to talk about for a couple of minutes here. The need for seed. You have an inborn need and a desire and, and, and a craving that can only be met by what's in the seed of the word of God. And we've seen it already in scripture as we've studied for the last several weeks, that rich young ruler who came running to Jesus. Here's a guy who's got stuff, he's got wealth, he's got means, he's got money, and yet there's a dissatisfaction on the inside. He comes running to Jesus, kneels before him, and says, what do I have to do to get life? I want some life. It's the recognition there's no life in the stuff. There's no life in the, the, the material things. There's no life. I thought there'd be life in it. I got all I, I wanted, and yet there's no life in it. He's searching for life. And Jesus is saying, my words are life. Well, if his words are life, 
and his word is a seed, then that seed has to have life in it. Not only, not only what life can, what, how do I say it, Lord? Not just what life is, but all that it can be is in that seed. Where do we get the life? Well, we got to go to the word, the incorruptible seed of the word of God. He goes on in verse 24, he says, because all flesh is grass in all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass withers and its flower fails or falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. That's an amazing thought in itself. The word of the Lord endures forever. We don't have any kind of concept of anything in this natural world that has the ability of enduring forever. We buy tickets and line up to walk around stuff that's been here a long time, but none of it can abide forever. We're fascinated by things that were built 500 years ago, built 1,000 years ago. We don't have a lot of that here in this country. We're a couple of hundred years old. But you go to Europe, you go to Africa, Asia, different places, and there's stuff that is 1,000 years old. And people marvel at it. And they marvel that, man, wars were fought around this. And, and there was destruction laid waste to everything around this. And, and yet when the dust settled, there it stood. And it still stands. And we marvel at stuff that has lasted a long time, but nothing in this world, nothing on this earth can or will last forever. It's all going to burn. The only thing that endures forever is the word of God. This undying, incorruptible, infallible, inerrant seed of the word of God. And it will abide and live forever. And he said, this is the gospel that's been preached to you. The word of God. It's what we're born again by. And everything you need is in the seed. Your salvation was in the seed. The spirit of God, the indwelling Holy Spirit. You want to know where that was? It was in the seed. In the seed of the word. The healing of your body. It's in that seed. The provision of your life. For everything you need, all that you desire, it's in that seed. The future and the hope that God promised to give you, it's all in the seed. But what has to happen for the seed and what's in it to show up? For the seed to produce something, you know what's got to happen, right? It has to get planted. It's got to get planted. So let's talk about that for just a few minutes. Go to the book of Matthew with me, chapter 13. Your salvation, your healing, your deliverance, your restoration, your recovery, everything you need is in the seed. Anybody else feel the need for this seed this morning? That's a big thing. We're, we're kind of laughing about it, but it, the recognition that you need and desire the word of God for what it is, you recognize there's life in it. And in the book of Matthew chapter 13, I have come to really love this chapter. So much truth, so much revelation in it. <clears throat> but it, let's just begin in verse 1. Matthew 13, verse 1 says, On the same day, Jesus went out of the house 
and sat by the sea. On a side note, if anybody's looking for a good scripture to build vacation on, that's your scripture. If Jesus can find a piece of property where you can go out of the house and sit by the sea, he can lead you to the same kind of place. I have stood on that scripture more than once. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house, sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered to him. Now, I'm not believing for that on vacation, but anyway, moving on. Great multitudes were gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. He spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And he sowed. As he sowed, some seed. Everybody say, some seed. Some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Now, every time he used the word some here, you look this up in some of the original language and in other translations, you see this bared out. It's some of the same kind of seed. And that's important. It's important to recognize the sower who's sowing here is not scattering a bunch of different kind of seed. It's all the same seed. And he said, he said some seed fell on the wayside, some seed fell on stony ground, some seed fell among thorns. Now, so far, this seed has been planted three times, and it has yet to produce anything. And if you don't understand the, that the context of the ground makes a difference, that it matters what kind of ground it gets sown on, if you don't understand any of that, then your first thought might be, there's something wrong with this seed. I mean, it's been sown three times. It's not producing anything. You might be tempted to think, that this seed is fallible, that there's something inherently wrong with the seed. But Jesus said in verse 8, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So what you know is the, the moment this seed produces something, you, now you know nothing wrong with this seed. He said in verse 9, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? You can almost hear the frustration in their voice. Jesus, these people came to hear you preach. I'm sure they appreciate the agricultural observations and advice that you might have to give, but they wanted to hear some, some word. Are they hearing word? Yeah. Not only are they hearing word, they are hearing word from the word. And he answered and said to them in verse 11, because it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. This is a big part of it right here. They see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear. They don't understand. 
In them, verse 14, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Listen, their, their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes, they have closed. Why don't they see? Because they close their eyes. Their ears have become hard of hearing. Their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their ears, or excuse me, see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So your healing evidently is connected to what you see. Your healing's connected to how you hear and to how you understand. He said, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and didn't see it and to hear what you hear and didn't hear it. What's he talking about? What's all this seeing and all this hearing and they see and these others don't? What is it that this group right around Jesus saw that other people failed to see? Him. Him. Him for who he is. Now, everybody out there that day saw him, but very few saw him. You see what I'm saying? Everybody out there that day heard a preacher say some words, but very few people heard the word declare the word. That's a big difference. I mean, how can people look at the same thing and see two totally different things. It's happening every day. It's happening all the time. When I was a kid, they came out with these posters, you might remember them, that just looked at first glance like just shapes and kind of geometric designs, but they said if you would stand there and look at it long enough and kind of lose focus, that there would be an image within the image that would come out. Does anybody remember these things? And I remember, I'd never actually owned one, but I remember going through the stores with my parents and there'd be a rack of these things and you could flip through them and just stand there. And I just remember <laughs> standing there because they said there's a spaceship in here and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm trying to see it right. And then all of a sudden some kid walks by and goes, huh, spaceship. <laughs> and you're going, where, how did you, how'd you see that? Well, you're both looking at the same thing, right? But one person sees something and somebody else doesn't. And this is happening in the spirit all the time. And this is why you can open this thing and administer life to you. And somebody else who doesn't have eyes that see or ears that hear, they look at it and it's nothing but an old book. Nothing but an old way of thinking. No life in it to them. It takes seeing what others don't. The recognition that it's not just a book, it is the Word. And in this Word is life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.